The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to use marketing technology to accelerate revenue growth. Joining us is Brandon Redlinger, who is the Senior Director of Product Marketing at RingDNA, which is a revenue acceleration platform that uses artificial intelligence to transform marketing and sales teams into high-performing revenue engines. Yesterday, Brandon and I talked about using account-based marketing to accelerate your growth. And today, we're going to continue the conversation talking about reaching the holy grail of sales and marketing alignment. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Brandon Redlinger, Senior Director of Product Marketing at Ring DNA. Brandon, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me back, Ben. Excited to have you back on the show. Excited to continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about ABM, being strategic about who you're prioritizing with your marketing and your sales efforts. And a big part of that is having your sales and your marketing team being on the same page, actually driving some alignment. It seems like traditionally, that's not something that was easy to come across. I will quote Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, or at least reference it. Maybe this isn't a quote. Coffee is for closers. There's your quote. But look, it's always the marketing leads that are the problem and the sales team can't close. So, you know, sales blames marketing, marketing blames sales, and we never figure out who's to blame. And that's the the game that we play when we don't have marketing alignment. So what does it actually look like when you do have marketing alignment and how the heck do you get there? You see a lot of people still writing about this and still talking about it after all these years, but I think it's because it's really freaking hard to do. Because at the end of the day, marketing carers, usually they're held to a lead number or a pipeline number. Sales is held to a actual revenue number. And I think a lot of the disconnect between sales and marketing just stems right there. They're not actually measured and compensated on the same thing. So for marketers, I do like to push them to be measured on as down funnel metrics as you can. Usually that's pipeline. And then if you are held to a revenue number as well, that's great. And then also sales, maybe they're compensated or comped a little bit differently, not just on close one revenue, but on maybe a metric that it also aligns with marketing could be close. I remember when I was in sales. So I actually started my career off in sales before I got into marketing. One more thing we have in common, buddy. There you go. (laughs) 
But I remember the spreadsheet that I used to calculate my comp every month. It was this gigantic, sophisticated thing that I plugged a bunch of numbers into. And one of them was actually how many leads that I closed that were passed over from marketing. So that actually aligns with marketing's objective as well. Yeah, the sales that I was doing wasn't that sophisticated. I was more running around from business to business trying to get them to buy telephone services and water coolers. But that's another story for another day. My first job out of college wasn't a pretty thing, man. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Most people's aren't, but I think mine was especially terrible. What you're saying is there has to be KPI alignment, that we're all working towards the same thing, so we should all be credited with the same metrics. Yeah, not just KPI, but aligned on comp a little bit closer too. Sure. Because if there's one thing I know about managing people is they respond to incentives. And what's the biggest incentive that you have? It's over their paycheck, right? How big their paycheck is. If this number gets bigger, so will the number in your bank account. Which in theory makes a ton of sense. But as a marketer, I'm sitting here saying, look, my job is to get qualified leads to the sales team. And if they stink at their job, I still want to get my paycheck. So I have to be uh, dependent on them getting someone not only through the top of the funnel, but all the way through the bottom. My job is to get them to the front door. Their job is to you know, get them into the bedroom, if you know what I mean. And that's a harder sell. Literally, that's why they are in sales. So from a marketer's perspective, I think I get a little anxious when my comp is tied to the efficiency and effectiveness of the sales team. So how do we all work with the same metrics, get along, but not start pointing fingers and getting mad at each other when the numbers don't turn out to be what we want them to be? That's a good question. So a lot of times sales has no idea what marketing does all day. They think all we do is write blogs, post on social media, record podcasts. That's all they think we do. Like we're the arts and crafts department. But I don't think they understand everything that we do. And I don't think they understand what we can do to actually help them. A lot of the stuff that we talked about yesterday with accelerating deals or helping deals close, becoming more aligned with their accounts that they care about closing, they don't know that we can do this stuff for them. And a lot of times marketers aren't proactive in going out and saying, hey, sales rep, here's an account that you care about. Here's an idea that I have that we can actually close that will help close that deal. That really doesn't happen that much. So I do think a lot of times, if you're currently not on the same page, it can be just as easy as that. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. (laughs) 
A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. You know, yesterday when we were talking about ABM as a marketing strategy, one of the things that you referenced was that marketers are using ABM to stay in front of customers that have passed the sales accepted lead stage. And they're doing the mid-funnel marketing to make sure that that lead stays warm and that the company stays top of mind. And to me, this is an indication that it's not just about KPI alignment. It's also understanding what the system of record is and making sure that both parties are working from kind of the same or at least a similar tech stack. Not my job as a marketer is not only to drive someone to the front door, it is to put a sign showing where the stairs are and then put the lights on in the bedroom. I know I'm dragging this metaphor out far too long and it's <laughs> yeah. mildly inappropriate, but let's keep rolling with it for now. But look, the marketer's job is not just to say, great, give me your email. It is to understand where in the buying funnel the prospect is and to keep presenting them with relevant information that will help them move farther in the sales cycle. At the end of the day, the sales team is going to be responsible for negotiating the deal and hopefully being persuasive enough to get the lead to become a customer. But marketing can play a key and sophisticated role in that. So talk to me about using the same system or at least marketing still engaging with leads after they've been acquired as a sales accepted lead. I think that's actually a great point because a lot of times marketing's working out of Marketo sales is marketing out of sales or working out of Salesforce. And sometimes the data doesn't match up. So when one system says one thing, one says another, what's correct? The marketers. Yeah. <laughs> then you have sales and marketing arguing and just further perpetuates the problem. That's why I go back to having an ABM platform like DemandBase that really is going to be that source of truth so that it ingests the data from your Salesforce and your Marketo and all your other systems, and then make sure that your sales and your marketing teams are looking at the exact same thing, and then you can decide how to act from there. So it's not one lead is stuck here, one lead is stuck over here. It's not your system says one thing, mine says something else, what's right? It's, hey, we're all looking at the same data, we're all looking at the same accounts, we're all working off of the same information, and then now we can actually focus on the things that matter, like going out and selling those accounts. At the end of the day, when I think about marketing and sales alignment, there's really three components to this. You mentioned incentives, making sure that everybody is motivated by the same outcomes, right? It's not just about getting leads to the front door. It's about getting customers driving revenue. And both marketing and sales are going to play a crucial part in getting those new customers. The second is working on the same system of record or working on systems that are talking to each other, making sure that the marketers are marketing all the way through the funnel and making sure that sales knows that marketing is creating materials, collateral, and notifications that help them understand what stage a lead is in so they know what the appropriate next step is. And I think the third thing that we didn't talk about is the people component. There's a communication component here where all the KPIs, all the alignment, all of the you know financial rewards, all of the systems and martechery that we could do, they don't mean shit 
if the people don't talk to each other and get on the same page in terms of who's doing what and what needs to be said to the most important leads. So I guess the last question for you is, how do you make sure that your marketing and sales teams are actually talking to each other to make sure that there is alignment not only on who's responsible for what from a technology, from an outreach perspective, but that we understand the actual stages and how a specific lead is being managed? I think there are a few things here. One, like I want to set expectations from the beginning. This is before we're even selecting our target accounts. We actually didn't even talk about tiering, but I think tiering our target accounts is maybe something we can get into a little bit more, maybe not. I think that helps with being able to scale ABM. But from the beginning, you align with sales and say, all right, here are all of the resources that you now get from marketing. That's intent data, that's your direct mail, that's your VIP programs. Everyone's sending out wine kits these days. Like there's all of these things that marketing can do because marketing has a lot of the budget. Marketing has a lot of the technology. Here are the things that they can do to help you close the deals that you care about. But on the other hand, marketing expects a bunch of things from you. And that's everything from SLAs to, you know, you can even, I've even seen people put, making sure you're meeting with the marketing team or at least your ABM marketer once a week. There's a lot of things that they need to agree to at the same time before you can just say, great, here's all of the extra resources that you have to help close your target accounts. And then I really do think a lot of it is just building trust. Going back to, you know, what we were talking about earlier, sales thinking that marketing is just the arts and crafts department. Well, if we can go get some early wins, we can socialize ABM within the company. We can do a little bit more like internal marketing with our ABM programs. It builds that trust with the sales team that, oh yes, the marketing team does actually care about a lot of the same things that I care about. And they actually do want to help. And a lot of sales reps just never take that perspective. And then once they gain that trust, once they gain that credibility with sales, then the communication lines open, then you're talking regularly, then hopefully you're in slacks and meetings and one-on-ones a lot more frequently with your sales team. And when that happens, then everyone gets more visibility into what's happening at the target account. So you can deliver a much more relevant, much more personal, a much better experience for those target accounts. At the end of the day, when you're thinking about reaching sales and marketing alignment, I think there's three important components to consider. From a management perspective, you're looking at aligning the incentives, making sure that everybody is rowing the same direction and pointed at the same pot of gold at the end of the same rainbow. You need to think about technology or the systems that you're using, talking to each other and making sure that marketing knows where somebody is after the lead has been acquired all the way through your nurture campaigns down into your bottom of funnel direct response type stuff. And then you also need to make sure that you're communicating between the two teams. And this isn't just an executive level communication. This can be down to pairing your SDR and your AE with an ABM marketer, making sure that there is some sort of touch point for marketing and sales to stay in sync and manage it down to even at times the individual lead level. Reaching sales and marketing alignment is something that can have a gigantic impact on your revenue, making sure that everyone in your marketing and sales organization is focused on the same things, working towards the same goals can have a huge impact on your performance. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Brandon Redlinger, the Senior Director of Product Marketing at Ring DNA. 
If you'd like to get in touch with Brandon, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Brandon underscore Lee underscore O nine B R A N D O N underscore L E E underscore the number zero, the number nine. Or you could visit his company's website, which is ringdna.com. Just one more link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.